Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From our iHeartRadio studios here in Tampa, this is Best of the Bay, highlighting the people and organizations that represent the best of the Tampa Bay area. I'm your host, Ryan Gorman. In this episode, we're joined by Beat and B and 13 Ugly Men. And with us in studio, we have Kyle Matthews, Executive Director of Beat and B, and David Moyer, President of 13 Ugly Men. How are both of you? Doing good. Great. Great to have you both uh, back here. The two websites are BeatNB.org and then 13UglyMen.com. We've got a big event coming up, the Halloween event, which we're going to get to in just a little bit. Uh, Let me start with you, David, first. 13 Ugly Men. We've had you guys on a number of different times for all of your big events because you keep helping all these great organizations out across the Bay Area. Um, but give us some background on on you know where you guys came from and what exactly you do. Absolutely. Yeah, so it started with 13 uh, gentlemen who uh, back in the 90s were throwing parties, and uh, they were doing it at their, their own houses, and it just became such an overwhelming success. So many people were coming. Uh, they decided to find bigger and better venues and uh, use the proceeds of, of those funds to start donating to charity, uh, which has taken us to the largest uh, event spaces in Tampa Bay, um, garnering over a thousand people to each and every event and uh, raising over a million dollars to local uh, charities in Tampa Bay. And our goal and mission is about $100,000 of donations uh, locally per year. And these events are a really big deal to the organizations that you help out because sometimes, you know, this kind of puts them over the top in terms of their uh, funding for the year. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Besides, uh, you know, just the donation itself, uh, we are cheerleaders and supporters and really promoters, you know, so some people have never heard of the, the, the charities in question. So, we like to be the, the spokesperson over the, the course of the time. We, we typically have four events a year, um, and we have a great social media and email following. So we're able to uh, not only discuss our parties that people come to love, but also uh, showcase new uh, and, and really well-worth charities to, to bring to to our guests. And it's not just 13. Well, first of all, uh, the men aren't all ugly. So, I, but but that that's the, the see Kyle with the little cough there in the background agreeing <laughs> with me, you know. Good-looking guys who are doing this and 13 there's there's far more than 13 at this point now. Yeah, this is really expanded. It, it is expanded. Yeah, I, I believe we're at 34, maybe just tailing into 36. Uh we 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 have new members uh kind of provide uh, applications and uh we've grown. Uh, we're, we're growing younger and newer and fresher concepts and parties. Uh, our Halloween has been our staple. Uh, this is our 21st annual Halloween. Wow. Um, and uh, the White Party has been one of our biggest events. But we've kind of had some new concepts that the Derby Party has taken off. This will be coming up our third year of that. Uh, we've been doing a decades party. So we had a 90s party and then the vinyl party. So really some different mixes where um, we're, we're able to kind of keep fresh and, and new and choose even better venues now that uh, with downtown growing uh, sure. to new spaces. That's and, and you guys have even branched out a little bit, right? I, I know you uh, previously were trying to get into some new spaces across the Bay, different areas, uh, 
hit some different places to to you know get a different audience to come absolutely to some of these parties. yeah i mean it's, it's great for us we're, you know we're very flexible and we're just looking for you know venues and uh restaurants and bars and yeah. wherever these locations are to to help us uh obviously raise money for charity and in terms of how charities are chosen for these events tell us a little bit about that process and i know some of the charities that you guys help out are ones that you guys uh, the, the 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 people who are involved in 13 ugly men are passionate about or have uh you know a history with and there's some other ones that uh you know you've gotten you know gotten information on and all of a sudden uh, it's worked out yeah so annually we have uh we have applications online and uh this year we had 35 requests and we have a committee specific to help vet and communicate with the charities and understand what their needs are, what their expenses are, what their administrative and support. Um, there's charities that we do not select because they're they're already they're, they're big and they really don't need our support. Yeah. Uh, these are all Tampa driven. Um, and uh, where how they get selected is we narrow them down and our, our board uh, does make that vote. Now, um, with BNB, they actually sent an application years ago, and they've still been in the fold. And um, it just really spoke. Um, one of our members, uh, Jordan, who was was leading the committee, was really passionate and had suggested we really put uh, BNB into the consideration. At the time, uh, it was uh, the Ezra organization, and um, you know, it was something that he would no personal ties. So that that's, you know, I think the difference where yeah. he, sometimes a member dictates how that is because there's something that affected him or sure. there's a person in the board or there's just some relationship that does help us make that decision. But in this case, it, I don't believe that was. It was more about the passion of the charity that spoke more higher than any of the connections, relationships right. or, or help the help. Um, and uh, that's one of the things that comes true with BMB is you really, when you, you hear from Kyle, you're going to understand exactly why the 13 Ugly Men chose this as benefiting charity. And so you have uh, four events, main events throughout the year. There's the Halloween, and then is there one more usually? We've been, the last two years, we've thrown an ugly sweater yeah, party. Yeah, right. Um, we have not made that formal decision okay. on it or a different concept, but we are certainly looking to to cap the year with uh, another special event um and but the halloween party this one year in and year out has been this has the yeah epic one yeah of the group. We've, we've we had a home <laughs> at it at, at district uh it was district three which is now uh owned by the vinick and the strategic and that's going to be their new home base um so we were forced to find another spot and then it came to the mind the cuban club which had been the ebor guavoween and they kind of uh stopped doing it and it opened the door for the Cuban Club. Cuban Club is actually known to be his. Uh, not only is it historic, it's haunted. And you, I mean, you it's can perfect. go online and look at these <laughs> yeah. haunted. There's people who have died there apparently. And what's great about the Cuban Club, it has the nostalgia of Halloween. It has the Ebor spirit, and then um, it has parking. The, the parking lot is where we actually focus our party on because it allows us to do so much with sound and light and sure. seating. This year, we're expanding to two parking lots, um, so our capacity p capacity could be over 4,000 people. Wow. We have indoor space, so if there's any weather concerns, we just move the party directly inside. Um, but by you know, this is going to be a, a sound, light, 
and, and the people who come to our events dress like they, no yeah, other. Yeah, they get dressed up. Uh, we're doing Best of the Bay. I'm your host, Ryan Gorman. With me in studio, we're joined by BNB and 13 Ugly Men. We have Kyle Matthews, Executive Director of BNB, and David Moyer, President of 13 Ugly Men. The websites for both organizations, BNB.org and 13UglyMen.com. Let me turn to you, Kyle. So we had you on probably about, what, a year ago or so? Yeah. Somewhere in that time frame. Um, first time. That, that we had ever had your organization on the show. You guys were having a big event uh, back then. Uh, and what, what was the, there was something specific about that event that stood out to me. Was was it a live band karaoke? That was it, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah that's how much it stuck with me that I, when I heard <laughs> the idea, I'm like, that is a fantastic idea. I've never uh, been to a function like that before. First of all, how did that event go? Well, it, it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always one of our favorite. <laughs> um, so give us some background on the organization, uh, Beat NB, what it is that you guys do exactly and how it all came about. Sure. Uh, so B2B is a, a national organization, a 501c3 nonprofit um, based here in Tampa, and we, we do a lot in Boston as well. Um, we fund childhood cancer research. That is that is all we do, um, specifically with the type of cancer called neuroblastoma, which is uh, one of the ones that we're losing our kids to, um, although we focus on some other cancers as well. Uh, my wife and I helped to found um, the group in, in 2010 after we lost our first son, Ezra, to neuroblastoma cancer. Uh, and at that point, we looked around and felt like we had to do something. Um, yeah. You know, this wasn't good enough. There were other kids we knew who, who their family was in that same situation that we had just gone through. Because as you're going through it, I'm assuming you're meeting all these other families. Exactly. And you kind of get close to these people sure. and, and learn their story. and. Uh, we realized there wasn't really any research um, that was bold enough that was going to move forward from this 50 or 60% cure rate. Uh, so we partnered with an incredible researcher out of the University of Vermont. Her name is Dr. Giselle Scholler. And long story short, um, we founded uh, alongside her what is now a national research consortium, 46 hospitals that are involved in clinical trials, specifically around neuroblastoma, um, but again, now have expanded to some of those other childhood cancers. Uh, that started with with one uh, one hospital, one clinical trial, three kids, and has grown to treat over a thousand kids directly. And wow. again, forty six hospitals across the country and, and across the world. Now uh, we're in the process of opening six in Canada, and there's a couple in Europe as well. So it's something that has been uh, completely driven by the passion of parents and some really incredible researchers standing up and saying, "Look, this this isn't good enough. Fifty or sixty percent sure. survival rate is not good enough for our kids." And we're actually seeing some some real differences in survival rate and new treatments coming about. It's, it's been incredible over the last eight or so years. How did you initially link up with the researcher that you kind of started this all with? It was another parent uh, who was looking around. His son, his name was Pat Lacey, and his son Will had been sent home uh, from Boston Children's and told, hey, uh, you know, there's no options left for your son. Go make some memories. Mm. Uh, kind of the same thing that I'd been told. And uh, he found Dr. Scholler and said, she said to him, you know, historically this is true uh, in this in this circumstance, there's no options, but some kids got to be the first. You know, there's yeah. got to be there's got to be a first kid that actually does beat this. Why not Will? And so he said, you've got to focus on this. She was young in her career um, and typically it's hard to do childhood cancer research. There's just not a lot of funding. Right. And so he said, look. 
I'll, I'll fund it. You've got to do this. And right around then, just several months later, is when uh, my wife and I had founded our nonprofit, and we all kind of linked up, all of us parents. Um, we were doing separate nonprofits for a while. Okay. And then in June of 2016, uh, four separate nonprofits from across the country all merged together to become what is now B&B. And how did you guys come together? How did you find out about each other, being that you're in different areas across the country? Uh, neuroblastoma is uh, a disease community. where we, we do have a tight community. Yeah, we, we all find each other. We would run into each other at conferences. You see each other on the Facebook groups. Uh, and the people who are active in saying, I've got to do something about this, yeah. uh, those people tend to find each other because we wind up in the same places. And realistically, there was only a couple pockets of places where um, this disease was having real change made in. Uh, so we all just kind of congregated in those places and and. When uh, when we all merged together, I proposed the idea and said, look, I think it makes more sense for us all to be a single group doing this. Sure, strength in numbers. Um, and I was surprised to find that everybody said, uh, that's a great idea, uh, because three of the groups, including my own, had our children's name in the title. Ah, so there's a little right. bit of a sting to let that yeah. go, but yep. but we all knew that, um, you know, for me, it was it's not because of Ezra just anymore. He's He's gone. We've lost him. Uh, it's because of so many other kids. And so n- now our mission is our name, to beat neuroblastoma. And how is the situation with neuroblastoma here in the Tampa Bay area? Are there are a lot of cases of it. Do you know the families who are dealing with it here? Yeah, we know uh, pretty much all the families. There's about 700 cases a year um, in the U.S., okay. uh, which is uh, it's actually the most common cancer in infants. Um, but because of that, each treating hospital will only see four or five cases a year. Um, and so in, in Tampa, there's generally anywhere between you know four and ten kids a year that are diagnosed. So we do wind up meeting each other. And uh, many of the kids here are actually on the clinical trials that we're funding, um, treated by the same doctors, same hospitals that my son was, and are, are beating cancer now because of the work that, you know, in part because of the work that we're driving. So are they going, the, the people who are who are going through these trials from here in the Tampa Bay area, are they going out to other hospitals? Or are you partnered with hospitals here locally? So Johns Hopkins All Children's is part of our research consortium. Okay. So kids can go there. And then Arnold Palmer in Orlando is also part of the consortium. So we actually have kids kind of from all over the place coming to Tampa, oh, all okay. over Florida. So we're more of a hub. Yeah, to, to be on this clinical trial um, because we're one of those hospitals that actually offers it. Right, right here in St. Pete. We're doing Best of the Bay. I'm your host, Ryan Gorman. With us in studio, we're joined by Beat NB and 13 Ugly Men. We have Kyle Matthews, Executive Director of Beat NB, and David Moyer, President of 13 Ugly Men. The uh, two websites for you, BeatNB.org and 13UglyMen.com. So for your organization, Beat NB, um, your, your main focus is, is research and finding uh, you know things that will help and potentially a cure. Not so much the you know, there's a lot of organizations out there that are um, trying to assist like the families in a variety of different ways. You're, sure, to kind of explain. Uh, how all of that works within your organization? Yeah, of course. So it we, sounds like you're 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 working with the local families. I mean, you're certainly in contact with them. Absolutely. But the main focus is on on the trials. Yeah. So we focus specifically on clinical trials, and within that, we uh, only fund what we term patient affecting, which means they're either at a clinical trial now or they can be within six to twelve months. Um, we when we started the organization. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We had been benefited from a lot of the groups who do kind of the Make-A-Wish style. Um, you know, we'll, we'll introduce you to a hockey player. We'll right, send you to right. Disney World. Yep. These kind of things. Um, and we felt like that area was pretty well taken care of. Definitely um, here in the Tampa Bay area. There's yeah. a couple of them we've had on. They do great work. They do great work. And I think our thought was that's covered and none of those added an hour to my son's life. Uh, and that's really the the guiding thought that we have is how can we make a difference so that no family has to feel this hole that, that Robin and I have now and so many other families that we know have this, yeah. this, this um, intimacy with tragedy that we carry. And so we really focused on those clinical trials. And I think a big difference between us and a lot of the other groups that, that uh, do clinical trials is we found researchers who we knew could make a difference very quickly for families who were going through treatment right now. Um, and we know those people. We, we, we share dinner with those people. We have phone calls and, and emails often with our researchers uh, to make sure that this is making a difference now. You know, We don't yeah. fund this pie in the sky 20 years from now. This may or may not have an effect. Um, what we're doing is, and what we're funding is having real effect on kids who are fighting cancer right now. Uh, and that's always been a driving principle for, for how we operate beat and B. Uh, and we've, we've seen some really incredible results. Just one paper that, uh, was published earlier this, um, this month, uh, or just last week actually showed, uh, kids on one of the trials that we're funding a, at two years, uh, 97% survival rate. Wow. Um, so some of those kids may have relapsed, um, and that means that, uh, but they were still alive, you know, so we can continue to treat and find uh, better options. And that's compared to, uh, close to 80% with the last, um, best option that we had, which was just a couple of years ago was published. So this is a huge jump. Before you started BDNB and you guys came together and you started funding all these, uh, clinical trials, what was the, the clinical trial landscape for neuroblastoma? Was there one or? Was it a pretty uh, voided uh, area of research? When my son relapsed, which was in August of 2010, um, they essentially told us, pick a trial, and they knew of two. Um, One was not even uh, something that they would treat. They were just trying to figure out the correct dose for a drug. Uh, And then the other one was a clinical trial that, you know, maybe had some hope. Um, There really wasn't much in the way of options out there. Um, And kids who relapsed had a single digit survival rate. Mm. Um, So it was, it was essentially a death sentence. And that is what happened to my son, Ezra. Um, to date now, eight years later, um, you know, there's a there's a significant jump uh, for the kids who are on our clinical trials. And even within relapse, where it used to be that single-digit cure rate, um, survival rate, we're now seeing 
30 to 40% survival rates for kids that are on the trials we're funding, which is, you know, you say 40% to a mom uh, versus 2%. Yeah. Um, that's that's a lot of hope. And and that is the kind of thing that we're doing. So there's a lot of work left to, to drive that to standard of care, to get things FDA approved, to make sure that you don't have to know about and enter a clinical trial to get this treatment. If it works, we'd like you to just be able to walk into any hospital right. and they say, oh, neuroblastoma? Yeah, we know how to deal with that. Uh, you're going to be all right. And clearly the researchers must be excited about this. I mean, it's given them a chance to do something I'm sure they've wanted to do, and that's that's find a way to help families dealing with this uh, disease. And it sounds like, uh, based on the results that you're seeing, you've got some pretty good researchers working for you. Absolutely. Yeah, our our, uh, our lead researcher, Dr. Scholler, Dr. Giselle Scholler out of Grand Rapids, Michigan, I always say she's a medical rock star. Uh, she really knows what she's doing. And now there's you know 30 or 40 different principal investigators at all these different institutions who are, who are a part of that as well. But um, yeah, it's, it's a unique partnership in that um, it's not just us writing a check uh, and handing that off once a year. We are involved with our research team um, frequently. We count them friends. Uh, and, and I think the combined effort of passionate parents, advocators or advocates, and really brilliant researchers has shown uh, a real difference in survival rates, and that's unique among a lot of different disease groups. And tell me about the expansion outside of neuroblastoma. What exactly has that entailed, and how did that come about? Yeah, the, the research consortium had a big focus on what's called precision medicine or genomics, where you take a sample of a kid's tumor and run it through uh, a computer algorithm, and they say, hey, because we know the how the human genome works now, we can see this is what's wrong with this tumor, and, and actually, th- we know this drug over here works with that. Could almost tailor it to the tumor and the individual? S- yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. That's so amazing. what happens is, is you could have a kid now who's being treated for neuroblastoma or, um, you know, ATRT or any of these different childhood cancers with an Alzheimer's drug or an osteoporosis drug or some random drug that was never used in cancer, because now we understand the genetics a little bit better and the genomics, we can say, uh, here's how we're going to treat this kid and see the tumor actually shrink and see this actually work with something that you never would have treated a kid with a decade ago. And so our hope within that is that we could eventually move away from what I call the kitchen sink chemo, where you're just blasting kids with this poison essentially yeah. and hoping that it kills the cancer faster than the like kid. Like a one size fits all. Yeah, and and it doesn't, you know. Yeah. You you look at kids or any cancer patient who sunken eyes and the bald sure. heads, that's a side effect of chemo, not cancer. Right. Um and so that's something that we're moving away from and as we focused on that side, the genomics, um we started to realize that this was applicable not just in in neuroblastoma but in any solid mass pediatric cancer. And so now we have uh, hundreds of tumor samples that have come through, and we're starting to say, uh, you know, this drug actually is working on this other cancer. Maybe we should start a clinical trial around that and see if this actually could work. Uh, and, that's and that's amazing. Been, it's I, really I has not heard of that before. That is incredible. It's uh, been incredible. Yeah, I can only imagine, and the hope that must be bringing to not only you guys, but but some of the families who are actively dealing with this right now. It's, um, yeah, it's a paradigm shift in, in how yeah. cancer is treated. Let me ask you this. In terms of the organization itself, you've got people listening right now who may be hearing this and, and it's kind of touching them in, in a way that they want to help, whether it's volunteering or donating. Of course, we're going to get to the party in a moment. That's one way they can do it. Not everybody uh, likes to get dressed up in fancy Halloween costumes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, how can people be a part of Beat NB and and offer their support? Yeah, obviously the 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 party is a great way to come out and meet us and, and see the people that are uh, 
uh, involved here locally. That uh, I think that's a great way to do it. Um, you can also check out our website and our Facebook. We are usually the most communicative on Facebook, so it's just facebook.com slash BeatMB. You can search BeatMB on um, you know, Twitter or Instagram as well. But Facebook seems to be the best place to kind of catch up with what we're doing. And I think really just following us there and and finding out what it is that's going on. A lot yeah. of people just, you know, they see a St. Jude commercial and they think, oh, childhood cancer is taken care of. Uh, but the reality is that there are still multiple cancers within the childhood cancer world um, that we are losing our kids to. And, and so knowing that, being aware, seeing the stories, will make you more aware of that. And then as we do things in the Tampa Bay area, you can you know come out and be a part of that. Um, so we, we love just people following along and, mm-hmm. and knowing what's going on. We're talking to Beat NB and 13 Ugly Men here on Best of the Bay. I'm your host, Ryan Gorman. In the studio with me, Kyle Matthews, Executive Director of Beat NB, and David Moyer, President of 13 Ugly Men. The uh, two websites, beatnb.org and 13uglymen.com. So, David, now that we've talked uh, to Kyle about this tremendous organization and the great work that they're doing, obviously a great organization to highlight for your Halloween party. I can see why you guys decided to go with them. Um, tell us a little bit about your interaction with BDMB up to this point, the relationship that you guys have built. Absolutely. As I mentioned, uh, you know, I believe an application came a few years ago, and typically, you know, we review financials and we review the board, and this is one guy, you know, <laughs> a dad, yeah. you know, yeah. who's speaking on behalf of it. And, you know, we, we've just, like, as you guys mentioned, there's plenty of uh, children's support for cancer. There's, yep. you know, the Children's Cancer Center, the, we have the Children's the Dream Fund, yep. and they exactly. do amazing things. And it's so easy to write a check for them because, you know, instantaneously, but you really have to hear the story, yeah. and you have to hear the story from Kyle, and I think that's the problem with our group is there's 34 guys, and we don't have enough time to, to get that <laughs> meeting in place. Sure. Um, so when you hear it, and it never went away, usually when we get an application and after the year, we're, we picked the four, and we're kind of moving on to the next year. This never went away, and that kind of speaks to a little bit of Kyle and probably how Jordan in his initial meeting felt about it. And, uh, you know, from that point on, we made a, a point every time we were talking about charities, we got to get beat NB. We got we to gotta get these guys involved in one of our events. Mm-hmm. And uh, this one came up, and we wanted to make sure it was one of our events that is the most successful, which is Halloween Every year, we're making at least $25,000 to donate back. So we were already committed and we're already promising that we're going to do that. So how do we make it further? Well, we have an event and we have sponsorships that can help us push that. Um, In our relationship, um, we did go, you know, some of our group was fortunate enough to go to their big gala uh, gala at uh, the Armature Works. And um, we actually met one of the other families. And they, you know, personally came up and talked to us. And what our donation means is... As you mentioned, you had two options, one and two. Well, these donations that hopefully not only if you go to our event, go to and check out B2B and donate directly to it, we're providing another option. This is not a a vacation to Orlando. This Mm -hmm. is a chance to save somebody's life, and that speaks – Beyond. Yeah, there's a lot of organizations that are that are doing great work in helping people deal with their situation, which is very, very important. And and we have them on all the time, and we hear all the stories. Uh, what you guys are focused on at Beat and B is is changing the game, really, uh, yeah. which is very unique. 
And and I'm sure, uh, David, once you heard that Beat and B did a live band karaoke party, you thought to yourself, "This has to be a legit organization." I mean, <laughs> to have an idea like that, of course, that's right up our wheelhouse. Right up yeah. our wheelhouse. I mean, we'll it, work on it, it together it, next year. It was, yeah. I mean, you you can go to a black tie affair. Yeah. And again, an organization who's creative like that and doing creative things outside of the box. I mean, that's what we're all about. I mean, our right. events are, are strictly, we're out of the box. We're, we're not a charity that is just looking for handouts, and we're not one who just is throwing a, a stiff event. We're throwing a oh, yeah. party yep. and getting people to remember <laughs> the party. And, oh, by the way, everything you're doing is going to help somebody who needs it. And, and Halloween is usually a memorable night. Uh, so what can we expect at this Halloween party this year? What do you guys have planned? Well, you know, Matt, you have you met, he's our, our chair for the Halloween. And um, last year was pretty impressive uh, due to the fact of this uh, uh, projection lighting. Uh, I don't know if you've gone around, you know, anywhere in the world, projection lighting is something that these major cities are putting on monument buildings and able to make, you know, for us, make Halloween graphics, you know, throughout Ebor within our party. Sure. Um, so that obviously is something fun. And if you went last year, you'll you'll note it. It's um, like what people put in their houses for Christmas, only like 100,000 times better. And than we could that. put anything yeah. on it. Yeah. We could put anything on your house. We could make the house look like a mansion. <laughs> we could make human beings walk through it and skeletons yeah. and, re- you know, and awesome. mix that up with DJ Fresh, who's the DJ of the uh, the, the Rays. Um, and and very well known. He he makes the crowd you know enjoy the dance. Music concept. is always very important. We have multiple DJs. We have multiple party rooms, and you know we have uh, you know every person loves those photos, and you know our sure. Instagram and these giphys. So we have uh, last year we had an electric uh, electrocution kind of photo area. This year we've got something else tied up to our sleeves. Uh, likely maybe pulling some Stranger Things aspects with ah, the couch nice. and the lights. And, um, you know, and the biggest thing about the party is the people dressed up. You're yeah. like, you go there and you're like, man, I should have been that. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> and you never, you know, and everyone asks. Like, I like to think I'm a creative person until I go to a Halloween party and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that creative. Yeah, I'm not that creative. <laughs> I can't, you know, and it's so funny. You look at the pictures and you're like, I didn't even see that person. I mean, because yeah. now you're at a party with over 2,000 people. You may not even come across it. I mean, yeah. and, and, this weather, you know, today it's a little warm, but by mm-hmm. October 26th, the weather cools down. Yep. It's a nighttime. And, you know, what else is in Ebor, they have a parade that night. So it's, gonna be it's just going to be a wild night. And uh, we are the, the premier Halloween party in Tampa. And it's always the Friday before Halloween, which, you know, no other halloween person party planner even puts it on friday because they know this is the one to be yep october uh 26th 8 p.m the cuban club that's where the 13 ugly men halloween party is going to be at and everybody can find out more and get tickets at 13 uglymen.com and kyle real quick we have about 30 seconds left any final thoughts that you want to share before we wrap up we're just super grateful to have the 13 Ugly Men uh, benefiting us with this event and can't wait to get out there and think up some interesting and fun uh, costumes. And I think it's going to be great. So thank you. It's going to be a, a really great event, as always, when it comes to 13 Ugly Men. Kyle Matthews, Executive Director of BNB, and David Moyer, President of 13 Ugly Men. Thanks so much for coming in and joining us on Best of the Bay. We really appreciate it. 
Absolutely. Thank you. The uh, two websites, one more time for you, beatnb.org and 13uglymen.com. And that wraps up this edition of Best of the Bay. I'm your host, Ryan Gorman. Join us next weekend, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. And make sure to catch my show, PM Tampa Bay, Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 p.m. on 970 WFLA. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.